Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Thank you. We're going to move right, right on to our next guest. Um, she's been waiting patiently, <laughs> uh, and Dr. Jerry gives us such great, great information. I didn't want to cut him short, certainly. Uh, Candy Williams is with me today from Forward Council, LLP, and uh, that firm is in Newport Beach. And um, again, she's a founding partner there. And we're going to talk about how does COVID-19 affect your business transactions. Candy, thanks so much for, for joining me today. I'm really looking forward to our interview. Hi, Bill. It's my pleasure. Before we get into the, the subject matter, if you would, please uh, help our listeners learn a little bit more about you. Tell us about you and your background and your firm. Okay. Well, I'm a corporate attorney, um, so I focus on business transactions and business disputes, um, including partnership and shareholder disputes. Um, and my firm itself, it is, we focus on business transactions and business litigation, but also real estate law and employment law. Um, and as you can imagine right now, it's a pretty busy time for most attorneys. Yeah, you know, as we, you know, we both belong to a large group of networking um, mm -hmm. uh, advisors called Provisors. And as we hear in, in the law practice, it's either things are stopped because the courts are closed or things are full speed ahead because there's there's uh, all kinds of concerns and discussions and um, in some areas the world didn't stop at all so I know that you're very busy and I appreciate your time um, tell us a little bit about what effect COVID-19 is having on business transactions well most of the transactions that I've seen are delayed they're not necessarily dead but uh, the majority of the ones I've seen um, are delayed for example we have some healthcare transactions going on and those are definitely delayed because the people involved in the transactions themselves are actually on the front lines fighting this um, as we speak. So obviously you don't have the time <laughs> or resources to focus oh, yeah, on a right. transaction. Um, but I do have investors who are still wanting to close deals, uh, but they're all watching the markets and seeing what's going on. Uh, you know, as you know, the industries and laws are changing virtually daily. So um, everyone's just scrambling to keep up. Yeah, and I'm sure you, like like I have, a mixed bag of, of clients. Some are saying, well, things are still fairly normal. A lot of construction firms that are considered essential businesses are, are still working on their backlog. But others are saying, I don't want to exit. I want to exist <laughs> at an S. I want to exist right now. And uh, they're saying, you know, I was, I was getting ready to uh, try to sell my business or transition out, and all of a sudden we lost a big client. Now my financials aren't looking so good. Um, what are some of the most common issues faced by your clients given the current pandemic? 
I'm definitely hearing that. I'm hearing that, oh, you know, we were trying to exit, obviously, but now that's going to have to be put on hold. Or in some cases, it actually may be uh, more necessary because they don't have the cash flow uh, to meet the burn rate. And so they actually are going to have to either take on additional debt or they're going to have to sell um, a lot quicker than they ordinarily would. Um, they're all having employment issues. Um, you know, that's it doesn't matter what industry you're in. If you have employees, obviously, you know, the employment laws are changing daily. And so all of our clients, whether they're restaurants, manufacturers, or just any other essential business, they're dealing with all of these employment issues. And then we have a whole bunch of businesses who've never had employees work from home before. And they're all dealing with how do you make that work? How do you secure communications? Um, how, all the parents that are having to stay at home and do distance learning and also maintain a full-time job. So all companies are trying you know, respond to all of these demands. Yeah, it's it's a very interesting time because, uh, you know, I, I listen to a lot of um, econo economist talks through Vistage Worldwide and other groups like that that say, oh, this is probably going to be a, a V-shape when we get to the back end. The question is, you know, we're we're now projecting that we'll get to the back end of this based on a cer certain set of circumstances, but that might not happen. We're all in uncharted water as far as that's concerned. So, uh, how how do they, how do businesses and buyers reconcile you know whether we get out of this or not i mean it this sounds like like you said some people are saying hey now i need to get out and it doesn't matter you know how i get out i just got to get out uh, so there seems like there'd be a lot of opportunities popping up for business owners as uh, buyers as well how should companies revise their exit strategies in light of covid-19 well, my advice on that would be basically the same as pre-COVID-19, is that the first thing you want to do, and I'm going to steal your metaphor you talked about, navigating uncharted waters, I'd say the first thing to do is right the ship. You need to make sure that you know everything going on within your company is going as it should. You want to make sure that you're protecting your company and your employees. Um, you want to get as much as possible under control. You want to manage your cash flow. Um, you want to make sure to talk to all of your business advisors, including your attorneys. Uh, you know, they don't have to be an attorney at my firm. Just make sure to contact your, your employment attorney, for example, and not just your payroll provider. Like, I don't look to my bookkeeper for tax law advice. I would go to my CPA. Um, so I encourage people to go to their employment attorney for employment law advice. Um, consult your CPA regarding all of the tax law changes that have been coming down under the CARES Act and the interpretations that are coming out um, also daily on that. There are lots of tax credits, um, loans, and things that are available to companies. And obviously also talk to your banker. So that's one of the biggest things. Um, it's just to get everything under control before you even focus on a sale because obviously any investor um, or purchaser coming in is going to want to examine all of this. I also say that you need to look at your contracts. Um, a lot of companies are having supply chain issues. Um, you know, they're mm -hmm. having, mm -hmm. and especially if they're a sole source supplier, and any investor coming in is now going to have a heightened focus on that, um, especially because of what we what we have seen with you know uh, international borders being closed down due to this pandemic, and it has frustrated um, a lot of supply chains. Um, I also tell businesses to focus on, regardless of whether they want to do a sale, they need to have a crisis management uh, plan in place. Um, you know, mm -hmm. if something like this happens or if it gets worse, they also need to focus on succession planning. What if one of the management um, 
people get sick, um, who's going to take their position and what's going to happen. Um, so these are things I would focus on anyway, but the concerns are just even more heightened right now because of everything going on in the world. Yeah, I know in in your world it's all about the you know the contracts and a lot of business owners of course when they go to sell they have they always have something called reps and warranties that are built in that say hey mm-hmm. this is how we assume it's going to happen um even in normal times this is how we assume uh, the earnings are going to be because most sales are done on some, like an installment type of a sale anyways for for small and mid mm-hmm. businesses so do you are you finding yourself being more creative on reps and warranties and uh um are you know, it, because it's basically it's like, well, if we get out of this, then we have a V-shaped recovery and everything should be just fine in the next few years. But, 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 right? I mean, all the all the downline, what right. if? Right. Well, it depends on what side I'm on. If I'm on the seller side, then I'm dealing with disclosure issues because, um, for example, if a rep and warranty is requiring me to say that, you know, the financials are what they're supposed to be or that, you know, I don't foresee any change, that sort of thing. Obviously, I've got some disclosure obligations there because who knows what's going to happen. Um, and so everyone is having to look not only at um, the reps and the warranties they're having to make in any pending sale, but also they have to look at every single contract they have because there mm-hmm. may be termination provisions involved. If they have any existing debt um, out there, they need to look at their loan covenants and see if any of those have been um, triggered. Um, for example, if their financials are not what they were when they entered into the loan, there may be some, at the very least, notice obligations under that. So everything um, regarding your contracts or even a pending sale, everything has changed because of the pandemic. Yeah, and in the due diligence process, of course, you're always looking at the strength of um, parties involved, including key vendors, and you know, are, is anybody going to go out of business because of this? It's going to affect our supply chain. That's going to create a uh, a halt in manufacturing or or uh, distribution or any of those types of things. There's mm-hmm. just a lot to think about. I don't know how you do it all. Um, exactly, with, and yeah, and, and this is all changing. You know, I mean, this has only been what are we in three weeks now since yeah, you know, three weeks, at yeah. least here in California, and so. Everything is changing right now, and so I think a lot of laws are going to come out of this. There's going to be a lot of litigation. Some has, you know, already started, you know, with events being canceled, and obviously people trying to rely on a force majeure provision in their contracts to, uh, you know, as an affirmative defense to get out of a contract. So that's already started, and I predict there's going to be a lot of that going on. Yeah, and I've heard uh, from – from earlier uh, guests uh, today, I've also heard in some cases that viruses um, have been excluded from some contracts because of prior events uh, that happened, yeah. SARS and other types of things. So it's really a time to pull out your contracts, get with your attorneys, um, really understand what your options are, and especially if you're thinking about a business transaction because then you you also have the, the financial side of things. How are... Um, uh, how are valuations? I know you don't do valuations, but how are how are, what are you seeing in the valuation world? Is it too soon to tell how they're looking at this? Do they they kind of look at this as a blip or just just case by case? I have to say it is case by case, and it depends on the industry. Um, but I do think valuations are going to vary uh, because of this, um, and I also think a lot of companies are going to be looking. A lot of buyers are going to be looking for purchase price adjustments. Um, you know, because obviously every company's financials are going to change now. 
Um, some for the better. For example, if you make hand sanitizer or toilet paper or you're in the you know, uh, video communication realm, your business is probably booming, but um, the majority of businesses are suffering now. So it just really depends on that. But I do think um, companies who um, had a purchase price or were expecting to receive a purchase price of X may see that reduced um, in the future. Um, and I also think it's going to affect earnouts. Um, it's it, it would just affect a lot of things. So um, it's all the more reason to get the company as clean as possible um, right now. I, I say there's no clean company uh, premium, uh, but there's definitely a dirty company discount. And so it's all the more reason to you know review everything that you have going on with your company and just make sure that you know your books are clean, that you know you're doing your corporate governance correctly, uh, that you don't have your, you know, for example, your brother-in-law on payroll who's not really doing anything, that kind of stuff. You know, um, if you are looking to sell, you definitely need to clean up the company. You know what I like about um, your company from what I've, your practice from what I've been able to see is you all are well balanced between business transactions, litigation, real estate law, employment law, and even the cannabis industry. So you've got You've, you've got a good balanced practice going. Um, what do you foresee as your busiest areas um, given COVID-19 in the next, uh, say, 90 to 180 days? Okay, well, that's, that's interesting because if I were using hindsight, I would say based on 2008, I would think corporate transactions would be down, but that litigation would continue um, as is or grow. Um, however, this is a little bit different than 2008 because of the government stimulus package and that a lot of um, industries that were suffering back at that time are not suffering now. For example, banks right now are getting you know, the support of the government. So I, I don't know exactly how it's going to affect anything. I, you know, I'm not Nostradamus, and I don't have a crystal ball, but I am hopeful that transactions will continue, but I definitely think that anybody – who is thinking about a sale of their company, they're definitely going to be facing um, more intense scrutiny. Um, someone looking at their books, uh, you know, and just how they run their company. Um, and just like you mentioned before, every contract, every supplier, um, you know, and how strong those customer relationships and the supply chain is. Yeah, and as I watch some of the top economists in the country, and of course they're not Nostradamus either. They're 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 mm -hmm. basing it. They were they were already looking for a turn down. They said in some cases mm -hmm. the GDC was already turning down in the last quarter and into this year, and it was expected because we've been on a you know high rolling for so long. Uh, and they're, what they're saying is that you know given uh, uh, a normal sort of uh, uh, set of circumstances uh, or a projection that. These, this recovers by the summer, late summer, and people get back to work. That they see this recovery coming back in 2020, late 21, 22. Mm -hmm. Things things are rolling pretty good. So I, I would imagine a lot of owners, because there is, you know, I, I've been seeing the last few years as the baby boomers age, a lot more owners are thinking about exit. And of course, this mm -hmm. is one more delay that'll, for a lot of them, will say, that's it. I've had it. I've, <laughs> I really. Next time it comes right. back, which you know, which is where a lot of people were. Um, but it takes a lot of thinking and a lot of um, counsel and uh, good counsel. So you really need to think about working with a top firm and forward counsel. You guys really have a lot going on. Uh, uh, how about real estate, real quick? Let's talk about that. Uh, is that mm. is that part of your area? Can you comment on that? Yes, we do some. Um, I'm involved in 
real estate transactions. We do a lot of commercial real estate transactions. I mean, we had just closed several before um, this pandemic mm-hmm. hit, and so I'm really curious to see what's going to happen going forward. Obviously, the lender covenants are going to be tighter, I, I believe, going forward. Um, so that's going to affect who can get financing. Um, mm-hmm. But, I, you know, I'm encouraged, not just in the real estate uh transaction side, but just in all businesses, I I really am excited to see businesses pivoting. Um, For example, you know, we see breweries who are now making hand sanitizer. And so just like Mm -hmm. in um, after 2008, I mean, all of the great businesses that came out of 2008, you know, we wouldn't have an Uber, we wouldn't have a Lyft, things like that, Um, you know, really creative companies. And so I'm excited to see what companies are doing now. And um, every day, you know, I'm looking for the good news in all this about people who are really rising to the challenge. Yeah, I agree. This is a time when new niches will be created for businesses that can pivot and become imaginative and fill different needs. Of course, uh, you know, the problem is uh, whether you're in law or banking, um, you're you're now dealing with um, <laughs> different issues that may be nuisance issues to your core business. They may not be, um, especially in banking, they're just busy sorting through applications right now and trying to get loans uh, financed. They'll make some money off of that, but not as much as their core business. And that's just like the restaurant industry where restaurants that are able to stay open Mm -hmm. with takeout, they're not making the money they were before. Hopefully um, we'll we'll look back at this um, and and realize it was an age of of, uh, very um, difficult era, but one that was uh, kind of kick-started the new generation of communication tools and new ways mm-hmm. of doing business. And, and and I hope that you all thrive through this. I really appreciate you taking time from your busy schedule to tell us more about. Now, I'm looking at your website. It's forwardcouncil.com. <laughs> That's right. And it's terrific. It's really a nicely well-done website, a lot of great Thank information you. on here. And I would implore any of our listeners to, to go uh, learn more about Forward Council because um, this is a time when you need forward-thinking lawyers and uh, – so tell us a little bit about um, uh, others in your practice real quickly and, uh, and just uh, uh, how to get in touch with you best. Well, actually, yeah, what I want to say is that um, a lot of large law firms, if you've seen in the news, they're either starting to lay off attorneys or cut profits, and they're all anticipating that their business is going to suffer. And the interesting part is that law, big law has always really um, – hesitated to let attorneys work remotely and have really fought that. And they, even though they have technology, they're actually usually the last to um, to um, attach to any particular technology because they're so large, it's hard for them to adapt. So I'm so glad that our firm is set up to work the way it is. You know, we're set up where everyone can work remotely because everyone travels, um, you know, or we meet with clients or we have families. And so we're all set up to be a little more agile. And so I'm really glad that our business was set up this way before all this happened. Um, And if anybody needs to reach out to me, uh, my email is kwilliams at forwardcouncil.com. That's F-O-R-W-A-R-D-C-O-U-N-S-E-L.com. Terrific. Well, thank you once again so much for joining us and terrific tips and ideas for our listeners. I really appreciate it and hope to have you back again on the show someday to to update us in, in better, gentler times. So, again, <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks, thanks so much. Thanks, Bill. Stay healthy.
Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio.